shotglassdigital.com. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash geekout. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player of your choice. Audibletrial.com slash geekout. Help us out, guys. Come on. Come on, help us out. This episode of Geek Out Loud is a continuation of our last episode. We're continuing to celebrate the anniversaries of Revenge of the Sith and Empire Strikes Back. All with you, the listener, calling in after Eris left us. We kept going. Welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. As you heard in the introduction, uh, what you're about to hear is the continuation of the last podcast. After Arish, uh, after Arish left and we closed shop down, uh, I sat around with uh, the folks who were listening live at Mixer.com slash Goaliverse, played a few tunes, did a kind of a mini big honking show, and decided let's go ahead and take some calls. I I felt bad because Arish and I had such a great time talking, and I and I was wanting to take calls during the actual podcast and uh just felt bad that I, that that promise didn't get fulfilled so we went ahead and fulfilled that promise we stayed up man another hour or so and just took calls from people who happened to be listening and so that's what you're about to hear our conversations with you the listeners uh calling in to the show and that's what you get to do when you listen live at mixer.com slash Goliver. So without further ado, we're just going to get into it. And uh, it's me once again. I, I don't, I start out by thinking Erich and then we roll into things. So here we, did I say Shona Vice, by the way? Shona Vice. Sure. I've got to get back into that. I got to get into that. I, he's my brother from another mother. I got to learn how to say his name right. Anyhow, here we go. Back into Geek Out Loud celebrating the anniversaries of Revenge of the Sith and The Empire Strikes Back. Thanks again to Eric Schernevis for coming on and talking some Empire, talking some Revenge of the Sith, doing a little extended past the corn segment. Now, you're hearing this post, uh, post-show. post uh, We decided to stick around and do a little bit of after-show for those that are listening live via Mixer.com slash Goliverse. Uh, because I'd said on Twitter we were going to take your calls, and Erish and I talked so much that we kind of ran out of time. Erish had to go. And I feel terrible for not doing this with him here. Um, 
but uh, but I also would have felt terrible for breaking a Twitter promise, which I saw in the chat is as is tantamount to breaking a pinky swear. So God knows I don't want to be a part of any of that. Before we get into your calls, I, I do have one quick story. While we were doing the show, um, my friend Coach, who uh, people know from the Big Honkin Show, uh, sent me a text. Oh, that's the wrong Starship song. Daggummit, Steven. Get your... Get your production done right. Anyhow, well, that's going to mess up the story. Well, he he uh, he texted in. And he said that um, that we built this city was on. Uh, he was he had his kids with him, and we built this city on rock and roll. Came on, and um, here we go. Let me let me let me play it right. So this came on. Ah, uh, yeah, sing it, Starship. So this song comes on, and he says to his kids, he's like, they're all singing along with it, man. They know the song and everything. And he says, do you guys know who sings this song? And they responded just emphatically and fervently, the Muppets. (laughs) And that, my friends, is raising the second generation, the second, the next generation, right? Not the second generation, but the upcoming generation. Raising them right. So, because, look, is has this, has this song been put to any better use than it was in The Muppets? I don't think it has been put to better use. But we're not talking Muppets tonight, unfortunately. We're talking, not unfortunately, we're talking, but we're not talking. It's unfortunate that we're not talking about the Muppets, but it is very fortunate that we are discussing the 35th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back and the 10th anniversary of Revenge of the Sith. So, without further ado, I I know you guys have stuff to say about Star Wars. Those of you listening live, you can give us a call, 912 Three eight six four two nine four. If you've got us on Skype, just hit us up on Skype because we'd love to hear your thoughts about your experiences with uh, with these movies. I believe right out of the gate here, our first caller is a young man uh, who actually called in and left a voicemail last week. Have we got Dylan on the phone? We do. Is this Steve Glosson, like the real the real Steve Glosson? Uh, the last time I checked, I'm a Steve Glosson. Okay, well, there's probably others out there, I would imagine, but uh, this is really cool. It's my first time calling in. I'm very nervous. Well, there's nothing to be um, nervous. There's nothing to be nervous about, Dylan. So, go ahead and ease your mind. Nothing to be nervous about. And also, well, it is a nail biter with Texas versus Cleveland playing baseball. So, if I cheer or boo, it may not be about what you're saying, man. It could be okay. that the Rangers are doing well. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, the Rangers. Listen, my my experience with the Rangers was collecting every Nolan Ryan card I could back in 1990 and 91. My old man was at the uh, game where he threw his 5,000 uh, strikeouts. Oh, the old 5,000 Ks, man. I uh, they did a tops did the in their 1990 series of cards. 
the first five cards were a series of Nolan Ryan uh, cards uh, commemorating his 5,000 strikeouts. I remember those uh, those heady days well when we all thought that baseball cards were going to make us all rich. Well, the same uh, thing happened. Know. The same thing happened with comic books. Yeah, and then the bubble always bursts. That's and, right. Yeah. That's right. But the reason I'm calling Steve's not about uh, baseball is about Star Wars. Yes. Uh, because, because, you know, Sophie's choice on that, no more baseball, no more Star Wars. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, baseball, but, we're, you know, we're done. We're do- <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping Star Wars. Uh, I hear you. Uh, anyway, um, look, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite uh, of the six that we have, and... Uh, I think you saw in the chat, you read it the other day, where um, I think Empire is, is the better movie, but uh, Revenge of the Sith is my favorite. And I'm, I wonder if you kind of get that distinction, or are there, you know, yeah, other yeah. things that, yeah. I totally do. You, uh, We actually played your voicemail last week on the show, or the, uh, it was actually released today at the time of recording when, when I had Kay mm-hmm. on from Fangirl Blog. And, and I thought that was a very cool distinction you made, that you recognize... Uh, that Empire may be the better film, but you still maintain that Revenge of the Sith is your favorite. Yeah, it's, you know, uh, I was joking about, like, the Slurpee Cups. Uh, right, right. Uh, and, and stuff, but, but the fact is that there was a, a little bigger merchandising blitz, I think, than with Episode 2. I mean, of course, it didn't match Episode 1. Uh, that was to the point of ridiculousness. I, uh, see, but there, I, I don't know. Um, uh, because my merchandising stays really kind of right around those Hasbro toys. Um, yeah. I, I don't really look outside, but I guess when you start talking about tie-ins and everything, I don't remember the tie-ins for Attack of the Clones that I do for Revenge of the Sith. Burger King had that huge uh, Star Wars tie-in that was going on where they were like, you had to go, They there were like 30 different things you could collect in their kids' meals. Um, huh. and And some were ships, some were little bitty stuffed animals, some were... Uh, almost like the remember the super deformed figures they would have, um, yep, you yep. know, and each of them like would make a sound or something. And so uh, I remember at the time my friends had a had a little girl who had learned to love Star Wars, and so all of us, and by us I mean all of the adults in her life would take her to Burger King as much as possible to help her try to get the whole <laughs> set. And if I would yeah. go, I would go and just you know when I'd eat at Burger King, I would say, "And let me get one of those Star Wars toys you got today." And and as I would get doubles, I would give to her, and she would give ones to me that she already had, you know. And I so I'm I'm sitting there trading with a four year old Star Wars toys back in the day. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, with uh, Revenge of the Sith, we all thought at the time that was going to be the last uh, the last one, and right. so. You know those things like those the Slurpees or the M and M tie-ins and all that stuff. Yes, the M and M tie-in was huge. Yeah, and and, well, that saturating kind of the culture. You kind of went, "Oh man, this is the last time we're going to have this." Right. You know, this is the last time that Star Wars will be everywhere. Yeah. Um, And and so that made me, uh, at the age of twenty-five, like really nostalgic for the first time. You know, like kind of thinking back to to a childhood filled with Star Wars, and uh, and of course. Episode seven, I would, wouldn't trade that in for the world. But at the same time, it did. There was a kind of a uh, phase of your life ending feeling to it. You know, like okay, that was the Star Wars part of my life. I agree. I agree. Well, and, and now it's kind of over. What's really interesting is for me that was the second time around with that. You know, um, because I remember as a kid when Jedi began to fade away. You know, it wasn't so apparent to me as a kid. You know, I was six years old when Jedi hit and. 
I was probably, you know, 10 or, or so before I realized, well, this mm-hmm. stuff, this stuff isn't going to be around anymore. I mean, it took me a while because I still always played with my toys and everything. Right. Um, You're a little older than me, but, but it, you know, uh, being born in 1980, a month before The Empire Strikes Back was released, um, I'm kind of between generations, you know, as far as the, the, the prequel hating uh, side of things and then the kids who love them. Uh, I kind of feel like I'm closer uh, to the original trilogy generation, but, but kind of an in-betweener. And so for me, Heir to the Empire, what was it, 91, yeah. I want to say? And so I was 11. So it, it didn't it didn't seem like it had been gone very long. Sure, sure. At that point for me in the Dark Empire comics and... And so it just had always been part of my life. And at that point in 2005, to think this is it. And then to get a really terrific movie out of it. I I still really think it's a well-made movie and a a super entertaining one. So uh, I don't want to take up any more time, but I just wanted to to share uh, my feelings about it. So thanks for taking my call. Well, thanks for calling in, Dylan. I appreciate it, man. And and glad that you have uh, found a home in the Goliverse. You've become a. I'm having, having a lot of fun. Yeah. You you've become a staple, and uh, and and it's people like you that made me realize. I was thinking during the break, I'm like, all these. And of course, people who are listening to this via the podcast didn't hear the break, but I'm like, all these fake commercials I'm playing. I really need to go back and give some context to people who haven't heard all this stuff in the past. So. No, I'm using context clues. I kind of get it. There you go. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Dylan. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, man. Have we'll talk night. to you soon. All right, Bye. see you. That's our friend Dylan Newhouse calling in, uh, talking some Revenge of the Sith. And I think it's a very uh, astute observation on his part that that he does feel Empire is, is, is uh, the more well-made movie, um, but he's still willing to say Sith is my favorite. I remember when Revenge of the Sith came out, one of my best friends, one of my best Star Wars friends was talking, and, and I was just shocked because he's, he's an original trilogy guy too, and after we watched it, he's like, I do think this is my favorite Star Wars movie. And, um, and it was, it, it, you know, it, that was a mind-blowing thing because he was the first person who I heard from the original trilogy generation vocalize that maybe, maybe one of these prequels outdid that original trilogy. And it, and it kind of gave me the freedom to be as vocal as possible about my love of the prequels. And uh, though though acknowledging the flaws, recognizing how much I do enjoy uh, those movies. I still think Attack of the Clones is the weakest of all six films. Um, if, if we just had the three original trilogy movies, I don't know what my, uh, what my thought process would be as far as which one's weaker, but I do know um, that, uh, that I feel like... Um, that Attack of the Clones may be the weakest, but Revenge of the Sith is just is just uh, almost perfect. So, um, uh, Scott Rifen calling in, My Star Wars Story, Dinner for Geeks, Earning My Ears. Uh, uh, what What's the radio show? <laughs> Are you talking Star Wars? You must contact me. You, you must contact me. <laughs> How's it going, man? I'm supposed to be in bed. Well, you, you sound like you're supposed to not be talking. Oh, no. I lost my voice big time uh, this last, last at the end of the week, like right on Friday afternoon. And so then, of course, I get to do the uh, the Patreon launch episode four commentary with Riley on the Star Wars report. Straight talk. That's the radio show. Straight talk. That's correct. Okay. Got it. Did you look that up? No, it just hit me as we were talking. Be honest with me. I'm being, t- I'm being honest. Okay. Yeah. 
uh, anyway, yeah, I had no voice. I'm doing commentary with Riley, and uh, it's it's terrific. So, <laughs> oh, I love this movie. It's yeah, one of my it's, favorites. Already. It's the best movie ever. <laughs> I'm an OT generation. Can you tell? So, <laughs> Get off my lawn. That was actually a little more of the puberty thing. Like, hey, the stormtrooper looks silly. <laughs> so, it was, oh, it was awful. It was, you know, I mean, we had a great time. Don't get me wrong, but boy, my voice was just hurting. But and then you start talking Star Wars, and I show up, and I got a, and you're talking Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Yeah. And and here's now you know I have this I have a spinner rack in my in my theater. Right. Right. And you know where the spinner rack comes from. Uh refresh my memory <laughs> maybe you don't <laughs> the spinner act comes from the book exchange yes okay was, yeah you told me about that is that yeah. is that the one that it, it was that in the shopping center across no one's going to appreciate this but, <laughs> but across from the old brunswick mall across the highway from the brunswick mall ladies and gentlemen please excuse this moment of inside baseball with <laughs> steve and scott that's right um yeah yeah okay. that's exactly the one yes in the walmart plaza the old right walmart yes plaza. yeah okay and when they went out of business, they called me up and said, hey, you remember that comic rack you used to buy comics off of when you were a kid? And, yes. We, do you want it? I said, how much? And they said, name your price. And I said, 20 bucks. And they said, come get it. Oh, my gosh. You overpaid. So, <laughs> you should have so, just said when they said, do you want it? You should have said, yeah, I'll come pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I couldn't do that. They were going out of business. There's a reason they were going out of business. <laughs> right. So not, 20 so, bucks isn't going to save it, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I figured every little penny helped. You know? That's right. <laughs> but I can tell you, um, well, first off, there's a thing that people don't realize nowadays. Like younger fans don't get. I think you get it. And that is, there wasn't a day that the movie came out. You know, there wasn't, here's the release date and everybody goes and sees it on right, this day. Right, right, right. And it was into, and I, and I have, you know, I have these weird childhood memories. I have to go verify them. I actually go look up things in the paper to make sure my memory is right. Mm -hmm. And one of them was that Empire Strikes Back opened here in Brunswick the day after school got out. Wow. And I thought that was so weird because, A, you know, everybody comes out in May, and we didn't get out of school till June. And, B, we would have gotten out of school on a Friday. And why would a movie open on a Saturday? So I went looking up through the old Brunswick News, and sure enough, it opened on the first Saturday in June. Really? In Brunswick, special eleven o'clock show, and uh, free, you know, free Coca-Cola, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back posters while they last. Wow! To everybody who gets in, you know the one I'm talking about too. Yes, right? yeah. Boris, Vader with the two cross sabers. Love it. But the night before we went to see the movie, I went to the book exchange because I'm looking through the comic stuff, and then I go to. The I lost you, Scott. Uh oh, we lost Scott. Suddenly the internet has died. Apparently. Are, are we still coming through on the chat, everybody? Can you still hear us at mixer.com? Can you guys have have we have you lost us? Alright, so we're still here on the chat. Um <clears throat> at a pivotal moment in the story of all things, we lost Scott. They must be getting some of this this storm must have reached over in Brunswick, Georgia. There we are. The, we, you, you dropped out on me right as you were yeah. getting to the pivotal part of the story. I know, I know. What what, what did you last hear? We last heard um, book book mine. 
Book, no, Book Exchange. Book Exchange. Book Exchange. I go looking over the magazine rack, and what is sitting in the magazine rack? The Marvel Comics Empire adaptation. You're darn tootin' it was. Yes, sir. And so I run, beg mom for a buck fifty, which, you know, a lot of money in those days. Right. That's a car wash. Yeah. And uh, get the thing, and of course, cannot not read it the night before. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so I go into that movie knowing everything, and I'm still completely blown away. Well, I take that back. I know everything except at the end of the book, if you remember, the end of the comic, they say that uh, Vader slashes at Luke's sword arm. And they show the lightsaber flying away. But guess what's not attached to the lightsaber when it flies away? His hand. <laughs> so I will tell you, knowing everything's coming up, I'm going, oh, yeah, now Vader's going to knock that out of us. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> now, in the, in the adaptation, he had to tell him he was his father, right? Yeah, yeah, he did tell him that. But you got to understand, I, you know, when George Lucas talks about consulting the psychiatrist and psychiatrist saying, yes, the kids who can't handle it, they'll just think he's lying. Right. That was me. Okay. All right. I mean, he was obviously lying. He's a bad guy. That's what they do. I just accepted it. Yeah. Well, see, I didn't accept it because I knew that, you know, that, that uh, Obi-Wan and Darth Vader and Luke's father had gone and helped the, uh, you know, the sky tree. Hmm. And, you know, because as far as I was concerned, all the Marvel comic stuff is all canon. Right, right. You know, because I'm reading it. It's Star Wars while there is no Star and, Wars. Okay, and that's and let me confirm this with you, because I'm not as familiar with the Star Wars comics as you are, but I have heard that there is a story that's a flashback, and it's Obi-Wan, Vader, and Anakin. No, no, what it is, is it's annual number one, and they go to the, the planet... Oh, I, I guess the planet's called Sky, and the people are called Sky Tree. They're winged people. Okay. And apparently, there's a lot of talk about the Jedi that came before and helped, mm. you know, right. them out and whatever right. caused. And at the end, uh, they say, "Well, there were three Jedi. One of them was Obi Wan Kenobi. And one of them was Darth Vader. Blah blah blah." And at the end, Luke says, "Well, wait a minute. Well, who was the third Jedi?" And they say, "Well, you wear his saber." So plainly. If there are three Jedi, one's Vader, one's Obi-Wan, and Luke's wearing the guy's saber, Vader can't be his dad. Right, right. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so. Well, and, and what a time. What a different time it was. See, I honestly don't remember a time where, Darth, where I didn't know Darth Vader was Luke's dad. I mean, because oh, that's how young I am, you know, compared to the, to the Empire coming out. Um, yeah. And so, so for those three years in between, you know, I was just getting more and more conditioned, I guess, from my older sister or whatever. Oh, yeah, Darth Vader's his dad, you know, that kind of thing. And I just kind of accepted mm -hmm. it when we hit Jedi, you know, as a six-year-old kid watching when Yoda says, yeah, he's your dad. I'm like, well, of course he is. He told you he was. Yeah. I'm real well, bad see, to just believe what I'm told on screen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, like I said, Darth Vader, he's a bad guy. He lies. He kills people. He probably smokes. He probably does. You know, <laughs> I'm thinking. That's what, um, that, that's what that suit's all about. Well, that's why he's got the suit. <laughs> that's now, right. <laughs> I certainly know that when the Emperor found him on uh, Mustafar, he was smoking. He, oh, <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of Revenge of the Sith. So, but yeah, and, and I will tell you again, three years later, about a week before the movie came out, mm -hmm. guess what Scott Rifen finds in his local convenience store? The Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> no, <laughs> three years later, the Jedi adaptation. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, yes, yes. Now, did you f see? I had that uh, from those, uh, and I actually bought it about four years after Jedi had come out. 
The, it was in the, uh, you know how they do the, uh, they they pack two or three comics in a. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They bagged up the four issue adaptation. Right. Well, they bagged yeah. they bagged up two issues in in one bag and two issues in the other bag is how I got mm-hmm. it. And uh, and like I say, this was like eighty seven. Um, They're just still left over. Yeah. Yeah, they were still left over in a Toys R Us in Savannah, Georgia. I also bought with Christmas money uh, a battle damaged Tie Fighter that day. Ooh. Um, one of the last one of the last vintage Star Wars things oh. I ever bought, and it was four years after Jedi. You know, that's so funny. You were talking about uh, Star Wars going away earlier and what the sense was, and I just remember feeling like everyone was betraying me. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when, when we all agreed at some point this was the greatest thing ever, and now all of a sudden I go in the store, where's Star Wars stuff? Well, we don't have Star Wars stuff. Why would we have Star Wars stuff? What do you mean, why would we all agree it's the greatest thing ever? Right. Well, and not only not only with the uh, not only with the merchandising, but I mean, also in a way, your friends. Yeah. You know, oh I, no, same exact thing. Yeah, they've moved on. It's like, what are you talking about? We all agreed. And I never moved on. No, that's, we took a vow. This was the greatest thing ever. We never let it go. <laughs> I really never did move on. Somehow there no. was always just enough merchandise trickling out there that I could have a poster on the wall. You know, of course, I had my toys that I that never moved from my closet until I moved until I put them in storage as I moved to college, um, and yeah. and 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 calendars. You know, uh, remember in the '90s when the whole uh, stare at this until you see th- a 3D image thing came into vogue. Yes, they yes. did a calendar of Star Wars stuff with that, and yep. um, and so that was hanging on my wall. The, the this great poster. That I wish I could find one like it. It's just a photo. It's the Millennium Falcon coming at camera. With yes. all the TIE fighters flying around. It just says Star and, and Wars. And the new Death Star in the background. Yeah, and it just says Star Wars up in the corner, and, you know, in red letters, and that Star Wars font. You know, so. one day, we've been threatening to do this for an episode of Dinner for Geeks, but one day you're going to have to come over here, and we're going to spend the day going through my storage unit. Done. And I know that doesn't sound sexy, but... Mm, done. Okay. <laughs> there, <laughs> there is so much of that stuff in there. Yeah. Uh, and my old homemade comics like Bear Trap Maniac. But oh, that's nice. a whole different thing. Well, I actually, uh, I've, I, I went the other day. Well, actually, it's been about three weeks ago now. I just haven't been able to do anything but put it together, and got a new set of shelves, and uh, I, and, and, and I'm actually extending the Star Wars room out into the hallway as you walk into the Star Wars room. It kind of already was, wasn't it? Well, I cleared out all. <laughs> Maybe the, not by choice. No, no, no. I cleared out all the stuff that was there, and so yeah. So when you walk in now. Down the hallway. I guess what I'm going to do is put kind of like the trinkets, the Star Wars trinkets, like some of the some of the Happy Meal tie-ins and that sort of thing mm. on that shelf, and and maybe a couple other things, so that so that when you walk in, you see the real what I consider to be the real collectibles. Ah, so it's like the appetizer, <laughs> right? And then you get the then meal. you walk in on the main course. Yeah, then you get the meal. So and you think and, and you get that feeling as you and I, I think both do when we see people who have what they think are great Star Wars collections. And we walk in and go, oh, that's cute. Yeah. And then you go into the room and it's, oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's I like what I, that. that's, that's the, that's the effect I'm hoping for. So, <laughs> well, what you've already got in there will already do it. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad. I'm, and, that, and you know, that you're a mega fan, that makes me feel pretty good. But there's still no. so much stuff in these closets and everything that has to come out. So, uh, first time I, I visited the Geek Out Loud studios, I will tell you, I almost just moved in. <laughs> so uh, you weren't going to know, but I was just going to kind of take up residence in one of the closets. So, oh, you're in town again? Yeah, just happened to swing by. Yeah, just yeah. happened to be here. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's there's random dirty dishes in the sink. I'm like, who's leaving this stuff here? 
Oh man, well Scott, I'm glad you got to call in and talk some of this stuff because Me uh, too. because you, you you did cross my mind when Eric and I realized it's the 35th anniversary of Empire, it's the 10th anniversary of Sith, and and we're like, well this fits the this fits past the corn perfectly, and and I was going to oh, open yeah. up the phone lines actually during the show proper, but but Eric had to go. He's got to he's got to get up in the morning like you do. Yeah, well I'm glad I'm glad you guys didn't open up the phone lines because I you know I had things going on tonight I couldn't get here till your post show so well there you go oh it, it all worked out for the better because you know two things I love Steve Glosson and Star Wars oh. and when you can mix the two of them it's a good day well I hear you well I need to get back over I was jealous of Riley to get to hang with you the other week so oh man we had great fun he he was putting you over bro. <laughs> so he was he was he was putting scott rifen over and i was so ticked i'm like well i just thought we'd we'd fire up the grill he's like well that's what we did at scott's like, Son of a... well you're as doing you it grill, again as long as you grill a different animal it's okay that's right i'm like you we do... serve tarantula We're, uh, ain't no sense in all that now so <laughs> all right man well have a good night get that voice back you got it man i'll see you all right see you man bye, bye. Scott Riefen from Dinner for Geeks, from uh, My Star Wars Story. If you're not listening to My Star Wars Story, it's this kind of stuff the entire time. Great fans of Star Wars, talking the wars, and their experience with the wars. Um, uh, I feel terrible. I feel terrible, so I better bring them on in. I've been messing with them all night long. It's Andy calling in. Andy, how's it going, buddy? This will be my last call ever because <laughs> I, if, I, if I was wearing mascara i would be all messed up right now in my face you'll be all right uh <laughs> not not really i have a, a surprising story about revenge of the sith i i like you know, you know i i know empire strikes is amazing but i really i never told this to anyone actually so this will be my first time so as you know i started with star wars pretty late mm-hmm. um sadly you can blame you can blame uh, mama andy uh no wait let me redo that. You can blame my mama because okay. she thought Star Wars was too violent right. when I was a kid. Well, pe- I mean, uh, people are getting their limbs and heads candy. Yeah. No. So, I really wanted to like Revenge of the Sith. The problem to me in the whole thing, and I will say this: it has a tremendous cast. It has. It had amazing effects. It had. You know, I like the story. Are you about was, to? Are you about to trash Revenge of the Sith? No. Okay. I love Revenge of the Sith. All right. And that's a... a whip top, no, okay. Just so I didn't get anything wrong. That's episode three, correct? Right, right. Yeah. So, that was, you know, that, because I remember I was in London studying, you know, at my film school. And I remember watching that film during Christmas. And, you know, the first one, episode one, I was like, if it hadn't been for Charger, I would have actually enjoyed that film com- completely. The second film, I wanted to jump out of a roof, but not so simple so we, i watched episode three mm-hmm. um and i had to close my door because i wasn't sure if i was going to yell or not because my landlord was you know she was living very close in that in that building so i had to be like okay i have to be make sure that i don't scream or any, or anything so and my friends had promised me that we would see less of jarter so he said okay you you'll probably enjoy this a little bit better but maybe not i wanted to enjoy that film so much because i I loved the story between Anakin and Padme. I, you know, I loved, there was so much I loved about it, but I'm sorry, but Hayden Christensen just ruined it for me. And it, that, in, the, in the end, that epic battle scene, and, okay, refresh my memory, where's that, 
battle scene taking place during all the lava and the volcano M- Mu- and stuff. Mustafar. Andy, you keep saying that you love this movie, but then you start talking about how bad I, it is. I said I wanted to love this movie, but because I couldn't believe, I couldn't just accept this actor as Anakin. That because you know we see him in three movies later, depending on what order you started in, and he's this great force to be reckoned with. And to me. That portrayal and his complete story throughout that prequel trilogy just didn't convince me that that man that we see, you know, by Hayden Christensen would end up to become Darth Vader as we know him. Anakin. Uh, Andy. Anakin was one of the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. He was the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. Yes, I know. But but this portrayal did not make me think that. I disagree. I disagree. We see him do amazing piloting from the time he's a child. Um, you know, he, there, there's that great moment in, uh, Attack of the Clones where he's got the two lightsabers going at it with Dooku. Um, and before that, you know, he's, he, he's riding that reek all over the, all over the arena. Uh, in, in Revenge of the Sith, we open up with these great piloting skills. He takes out Count Dooku. You know, he's like, I'm, I'm, my powers have doubled since last time we met Count. And, uh, he takes out Count Dooku. He, he uh, and then he just takes out all the Jedi. That are there in the... It's not just younglings that are at the temple. He takes out all the Jedi. So I'm just saying. Just saying, Andy. I know. I I understand completely. And yes, you know, when we see him as as, as an older self, I believe it. But it was just... And like I said, there was so much I wanted to love about that film. But he just... And I know... I'm so so basically, over. you're calling in on our celebration of Revenge of the Sith and Empire to trash Revenge of the Sith. No. Wait. Wait. I, I wasn't trying to trash it. I was just trying to tell my story of how I saw it because... And how much you it, don't like it. I don't like it because of him. Otherwise, I think it's I think it's great overall. I like pretty much all the actors. He's a, you know, it's you know, Natalie Portman, Samuel L. Jackson, and whatever. You know, I, I enjoyed it. It was just that... Because I I love the whole idea. Because I remember I was told when I was in my senior high school that you know the they people told me that oh you don't need to watch the prequels. I'm like why? Isn't that about you know that Darth Vader dude? He's like yeah, but you're probably gonna want to kill yourself afterwards. I'm like but it can't be that bad. It made tons of money. He's like well it's Star Wars. It's always gonna make money. And I'm like okay, I I will just wait till I see it myself. Then I saw episode one, and then I saw episode two, and then I saw episode three, and like I said, I'm on, you know, because, like I said, I have never wanted to fall into the peer pressure of, you know, hating what everyone else is hating, you know. But because, you know, I will say this, there's times when I go out on YouTube and just watch the scenes that I loved from the prequels. Mm-hmm. And if, if Jar Jar happens to be there, I, I mute it for a second. I'm like, well, first off, not real. first off, Jar Jar's hilarious. He is <laughs> I, funny and. And he's a tragic character in as much as he's what brings the Naboo and the Gungans together in Episode 1 to defeat the Trade Federation. He, that that earns him a position as a representative in the Senate um, it, by Attack of the Clones. And unfortunately, they dupe him into being the person speaking for Padme, who grants the Chancellor emergency powers. And then, uh, because of fans like you... Uh, he's completely almost written out of episode three, which I think is a tragedy. When you watch Jar Jar and the Clone Wars, he works so well, especially in that sixth season uh, where we see him and we see how much he's grown and how much he's matured 
and you and you get the idea that this is a character that that has evolved and changed and learned to calm down a little bit and and then the episodes where he and he gets a straight man to play against as far as Hayden Christensen goes I need to go into uh I need to do some work I need to get some Hayden lines and pitch them down for everyone and and put some breathing behind it and let you see how good Hayden was at getting not the timber because no one's going to get that James Earl Jones timber that that tone but the cadence of his sentence structure and the way that he speaks is very much Darth Vader. Um, the way his words just kind of dip off and trail off a little bit at the end. The, 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 the pacing with which he says things is very much Darth Vader. And it was, I feel like it was a very intentional decision on the part of Anakin to not talk like this, but to let his sentence structure and the way that he speaks carry... Uh, the dialogue so that when he does switch over and you do get the James Earl Jones voice, you're not jarred by, oh, well, he's talking completely differently now. It's it's really it, it's really a good move on the part of Lucas. And I think what people don't realize is when Lucas used to direct the original Star when he was directing the original Star Wars, he would say... <clears throat> He would say, faster, more intense. Those were that, That's the story that comes off those sets of the direction that he was giving his, his performers at the time. And what he was trying to do was get a certain style of dialogue out of them. Just a real fast, choppy dialogue that mimicked what would be seen in the 30s and 40s back in those old movie, those movie house serials. And that did that was lost on the actors of the prequels. Natalie Portman's an incredible actor. So is uh, Ewan McGregor, and of course Liam Neeson, and everyone that's involved in those movies are, are great actors. But I feel like the style of Star Wars was a little bit lost on them. Um, Which so of the films? Th- huh? Which of the uh, three films the, the, in the prequel? The, what, what do you mean? I feel like I feel like throughout the prequel that the style of Star Wars dialogue delivery was lost on on those actors in in the prequel films because when you watch the original trilogy just watch just just kind of put this voice on and say those words and you'll see kind of where uh, where George Lu- what George Lucas was going for so uh, I would say in, especially in Episode three when Hayden Christensen is delivering his lines if you'll listen and try to imagine the the timber and the tone of a James Earl Jones voice you'll realize just how good Hayden Christensen gets the cadence of those sentences so um, you know what I should what do you think if I should do this what if I I can probably get you know another TV set what if I put on episode four and episode three at the same time and you know specifically focus on on the Darth Vader or an Anakin scenes do you think it will make because look I you make a good point. Maybe I should try, like you know, because you know I, when I went into that film and you know seeing the third one, I I've been uh, because it was like you know five days between I'd seen episode two and episode three, so it was you know I just come up you know having somewhat of a bad taste of Hayden at, in the second one. He was he I tolerated him in the second one. I will give him that. The it was a. The we- the weakness of the second one was not Hayden. Uh, when you see behind the scenes stuff with he and Natalie, they're getting along great. They've got a great chemistry. The, the the downfall of the second one was that their love story wasn't believable enough. I've heard someone say that on their trip from Coruscant to Naboo, uh, if there was a scene, if there was an action beat where they ran into a bounty hunter who figured out who they were and they had to work together to you know take care of the bounty hunter, um, it would have it would have ramped up the tension in their relationship. It would have seen them working together a little bit more other than just sitting around talking, and it would have it would have added. 
more of a romantic kind of comedy flavor to it or a romantic action movie flavor to it so that you kind of believed a little bit better when they hit the Geonosian Arena that they were in love and you would have got to see Anakin do a little bit more and be in action a little bit more. And because I think that I think that what Hayden did and, and, and George kept having to pull him back. You know, he kept wanting to go darker than what George wanted him to go in that movie. So, it, you know, there's a lot of different things that I think that the expectations that people had weren't what the storyteller wanted to give. So, um, so I, so I think that, I think that's some of the stuff you run into, but, um, so I would say, give them a chance, man. They hold up really well. Phantom Menace is a surprising one to a lot of people because after some 16 years, it actually holds up really, really well. And, um, and, 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 and all I'm going to say, Andy, is give Jar Jar a chance. Give Jar Jar a chance. I gotta let, I gotta let you go. We've got other people trying to call in. So, okay. Andy, thank you so much for trashing some of my favorite movies. I, Steve. All right, I've been have a good months, right? okay, have a good night, whatever. Andy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, that's Andy calling in and bringing the down, bringing down the bringing down the conversation as we talk about uh, the movies I love more than more than you could ever imagine. So, ah, uh, from the high desert, our good friend Wendy Cooper calling in. How's it going, Wendy? It's going good, Steve. <laughs> you, oh, you all right there? Yes, is my radio not on? No, I can hear you just fine. Okay, hold no, on. Getting no echo or anything. Okay, because I heard it echo on my end. It's like, what, what, no, what that, is that? No, that's just Skype being stupid. Okay, all right. Yeah. So, Hi, how are you? I don't know. I'm fine. You kind of got scared. You're like, oh, no. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. I don't want to be that person that leaves their radio on. I understand. I understand. So... <laughs> Bring us back around. Make us happy about Star Make Wars again. Make us happy about Star Wars. I, well, I don't have a problem with, with the Revenge of the Sith. I actually liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like Empire Strikes Back. Of it's course. Probably stripes. <laughs> <laughs> that's that Bill. That's that Bill Murray thing. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. I think I was. I was trying to figure it out. I was about. That would have been about the summer I turned fourteen. Wow. Okay. So it's been a long time since I saw it, but I liked the um, I like what they did with the new releases, the added two stuff. Yes, yes. Because um, I know <laughs> I don't know if Buddy Peacock was just being a I think he's just being a troll. Yeah, I think he, I think he was trolling me a little bit. Yeah, because I remember the old. Yes, the yeah. The old one. I remember the old, the old, oh God, my brain is just totally, I remember the old, uh, the old version. Lando Land. Yeah. Where is that place? Cloud City. <laughs> Cloud City. Yeah, Bez- I Bezman. I remember that. And it was white and it was closed in. And whenever you see the new ones and it was so open, it's like, wow. Yeah, so like, open. like there's a scene where they're running around a corner and in the original, in the original version of it, it's just a tight corner with these closed in halls. And then right. in this movie, they come run around that corner. It's like there's an open balcony, and you can just kind of see out. And it just, it, it, right. it, you feel like it's what a city in the clouds would be. Right, right, right. So I thought that edition was very, very cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the explosions were better. And I'm trying to remember any, anything else. Well, that's those are the, those, that's the main <clears throat> one. It's just the, the explosions were better, and Cloud City was yeah. just so awesome. As far as. Uh, the Empire goes uh, when you when you watch it. It's going to be the one until you get to Cloud City that you least notice the changes that were made. 
because a lot of it is in you know color correcting and, and on the technical side of things if you go back and watch an old videotape or or an old version of that special edition you can see the the the, the shots where uh like you're looking out the cockpit of a snow speeder and he's going down through the legs of an ad ad or whatever you can if you pause it you can see because of the way they had to composite film over film you can see through what's supposed to be opaque on that snowspeeder cockpit and you can see the at at legs you know through it because of because of the way they used to composite film and that sort of thing right. um and and so what they did is they were able to digitally go in and paint over that so that you don't you don't have that that translucence where there shouldn't be translucence anymore right and and so the, those little things you're not necessarily going to notice in the moment while you're watching the movie because they weren't adding in scenes and they weren't adding in stuff. They added a little bit to the Wampa scene where we see him more clearly and then we kind of see what happened to him after Luke sliced him with that lightsaber. But but beyond that, then you don't really notice anything else until you get to Cloud City. And it is so new and breathtaking the yeah. first time. It was it, But it worked in such a big, yeah. big way. And I was just impressed that they could... I was impressed that they could get the lighting so right in the midst of all those open windows that they'd added and everything. Right. That's what now, amazed me. I don't remember. I keep saying I, I, I know what I want to remember, <laughs> but I don't remember if it's actually what happened. But the little Leah walking across the window. Yes. Was, was that there originally? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, but there was there was like a shot of the of the uh, twin pod cloud car going through that city before you see her that wasn't there originally. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I just couldn't remember. I was watching it the other day, and I, I, it just re it just dawned on me. I don't even remember if that was in the original. Word. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was. Um, but that's how that sh that's how that scene opened up. Rather than a trip through the city, it opened on that window with her walking back and forth. Right. And right. Um, you know, and then of course here, I, I'm pretty sure now you got me doubting. Um, <laughs> well, so. there's another thing that I don't know, maybe. Maybe you'll remember it also. Okay. Is uh, it seems I had the the VCR or the the VHS tapes. Yes. And I warm I warm out. So when I got the DVDs, I just got. Well, I only have one set of DVDs. Let's. It's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't have all the bazillion things, and I can't go back and look at it. But it seems like um, when Luke goes into the back to tank yes and it seems like there was a scene or a shot where you've got han solo on the side mm -hmm. in the dark mm -hmm. leaning up against the wall yeah did, did that really happen or was that <laughs> <Jesus>? <laughs> well none of it really happened Wendy. well i mean you know um no yes, I, it did in a galaxy far far away uh, here here's the thing i think that so many of us grew up on a pan and scan version, VHS version of that movie. That, I have the I have the letterbox. Oh well, never mind then. Still there. But <laughs> I'm I'm talking about of that really of the original, like the original version, the theatrical. Um, I I guess I don't know. It was so long ago. It was just, okay. but it was the letterbox. Wow. See, I never had. Version. See, I grew up on the old pan and scan version, never having the letterbox version. Well, see, I was told that's what I needed to get was the letterbox because only you know if you're a true film fan, mm -hmm. that's what you needed to get. Now, was this so. in the eighties? You were told it. No, it had been in the nineties. Okay. Well, the, so are you? 
Okay. Are you talking about the special editions? No. Okay. I'm talking about the when t- they came out when they came out on the VHS in a set. It was the black covers when half of yeah. like okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't know the letterbox version of those were available. Yeah, I'm or pretty sure. Got, yeah, they were. You're right. They were. But I'm saying at the time, I did not know that. Oh, oh. And, or I would have well, gotten I was, those. I was an adult then. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so never mind. Uh, I, I was about to go off on my tangent of, of, of seeing new things because of the full, seeing the full picture. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I, that whole thing is interesting to me because for, for most of my life, there were droids that I had or a droid that I had, his name's FX7. He's that droid that looks just like a tall light pole with a bunch of arms coming out of him. <laughs> right. And, <right>. um, <laughs> yeah. And he's got like a trash can head or yeah. a trash lid head. And and I had that figure, but I never knew where he was in the movie. You know, I saw there was a, I had I had trading cards of him, but I could never see him in the movie until the widescreen come. And then I and then I was able, until I saw the widescreen, then I was able to see him fully for the first time. Um, but uh, but so so a lot of times there's things like that. And two, bringing it from the small screen to the big screen, or even bringing it from the resolution of a VHS to a DVD or a Blu-ray. Um, tends to expose more. I never noticed the red on the Rebel Blockade Runner until I watched it on DVD. Oh. oh in the in the first Star Wars, yeah. And now part right. of it's too, you know, I'm, I mean, my eyes aren't the best in the world. <laughs> so, I mean, I got some Coke bottle glasses, you, if know, you know what, what I'm it saying. It happens, it happens. So, yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, and my and I, I was one of those kids that uh, when Darth Vader says, I'm your father, mm-hmm. oh my God, he's lying. Mm. I, I thought for sure. You and Scott both. Yeah, I thought for sure he was lying because he's the bad guy. Right. No way. His dad is dead. He was messing this, with Luke, yeah. He can't even, this, this can't even be. And I was in a state of denial for a long time. So when you saw Jedi and Yoda says your father, he is. Then then it was like, no way, that's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. He's mistaken. Yoda, you're a liar. You're a liar. You're lying. You can't do that. <laughs> Oh, good times. There's sometimes I wish I was a little bit older to have had those type of reactions and everything, but I still, but my Star Wars experience, you know, is mine and, yeah. and I still love it, you know, to this okay. day. So, well, mine is different from yours right? and yours it, is different from everybody else's. That's so. right. And you can hear all about different Star Wars experiences on my Star Wars story featuring the aforementioned Scott Riken. Yes. So, um, well, Wendy, thanks so much for calling in tonight. Appreciate Certainly. you taking the time to do so from out in the high desert. So. All right. Well, see y'all. All right. All right. We'll see you, Wendy. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. That's Wendy Cooper calling from the high desert, Tatooine, uh, the Tatooine of America, America's Tatooine, if you will. And uh, thanks for and now. Uh, we'll round it out tonight with this guy, our good friend, bald-headed Rod. What's up, man? What's going on, Steve? How you doing, brother? Oh, not too bad. I, uh, I I'm a little happy. I, I saw. I was worried the other day. I saw that you were thinking about shaving the beard, but I saw a recent picture. And- Glad to see that that didn't happen. Well, it's happening this week. That makes me sad. Well, it's not going to be permanent. You know, I just, I need to see what's under there. Um, hadn't, hadn't seen the old bald face in a while. So I'm going to get a haircut later this week. And, and, uh, I used to get those. Yeah. And then I'm going to, before I get a haircut, I'm just going to shave the beard. And I'm, I mean, I'll immediately let it grow back. So, like, within two weeks, I'll be back to normal. So, two weeks. All right. All right. If that. So. Oh, I beat Jess. I'm sorry, Jess. Uh-oh. Was Jess going to call in? She said she was going to. Oh, and now okay. I feel bad. Well, no, you can call. I mean, she can call in, too. Okay. So I'll keep going as long as people are calling in. 
Man, look at you. Look yeah. at you. Well, the, the energy drinks, man. They That's just keep you going. The old spark. Advocare spark. So. Yeah. Um, I was going to tell you my story real quick before I forget it on Empire. Mm-hmm. It, it happened when I was in college at the old pharmacy school in St. Louis. And a bunch of guys were like, oh, we're going to go see Empire. I was like, fantastic. Let's go. Because I didn't have a car. I was so happy to get off campus. And it's Star Wars. I mean, this is just like a win all the way around. Now, was this the special edition? Uh, it would have been the re-release. Okay, yeah. In in 97? Yes, that okay. sounds correct. Yeah, okay. So we're I'm watching it, you know, and enjoying it. And, then, of course, the classic scene after Luke gets out of the tank and Han, and she plants one on Luke. Right. It just in the back of the theater, it had been so quiet the entire time, you know, because Star Wars fans are pretty loyal. They're not going to shout at the screen. Right. You just hear, incest. Oh, no, no. When I when uh, let's see when I watched it in theater when I saw it in the re-release it was the same thing it was a movie theater and everyone was just kind of you know watching it was no big deal um, there was a little bit of mumblage but when I at Celebration three they were doing screenings of the movies each night yeah and we went and watched Empire and when that moment happened like the whole crowd just goes ooh you know it was just a great it was so it was such a fun experience because like. People would applaud when Luke appeared for the first time, or Han, or the droids, you know, and they just reacted to everything as they need to react. So when when Vader says "No, I am your father," everyone's like "No," you know, just right along with him. And nice. it was just a, it's so much. It's uh, it's it's just fans being fans and having a good time with it. So, um, indeed, indeed. So that's that's funny, man. I those those re releases were huge to me oh, back yeah. in the was late nineties. I think we actually went on the opening night, if I remember correctly. I had a much better experience there than I went to the Star Wars, our Star Trek movie the same year. Uh, we won't talk about that. Was there a Star Trek movie that came out that year? Uh, the one where, uh, what's his name, Data pretended to be a Borg. Oh, First Contact. Yeah. 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 You didn't well, like that, it? It was Star Trek. Yeah. Well, you know. Listen. <laughs> I just I sat next to a Trekkie. You know, oh it was a, no! Well, it was, this it isn't how it happened in in uh, in so and so's novel. Well, you remember when Data pretended like he was bad, right? I can't believe I haven't told you the story. No, but the, guy, the guy beside me is like he's leaning forward, chin propped on his fist, you know, at it, and he just goes, "No, Data, no!" <laughs> and I thought he was going to cry. <laughs> And so there's like this whole group, and I'm on the end stuck next to this trekking. I'm like, I cannot get out of here quick enough. Oh, man. No, Data, no, not you. Not you, too. No. Oh. They're bad. not bringing you closer to being human. They're bringing you into their hive mind. <clears throat> you won't enjoy it. And that's my only Star Trek that I've seen. Movie. Well, no, wait, I did see the first new Star Trek, not the second one. <clears throat> well, you're not missing anything there. I would. I can't recommend enough to at least watch the old school Wrath of Khan, Search for Spock, uh, Voyage Home Trilogy, Star Trek 2, II, 3, and 4. If for no other reason than to get to Star Trek 4. Um, well, because Star Trek 4 is fun and funny, and, um, and, 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 it's, and Spock cusses and it's hilarious. All right. Well, hey, let's get back to Star Wars. Yes, I'm feeling please. a little dirty right now. Yeah, me too. a little dirty. Me too, me too. You need a bath again. In- 
Agreed. Agreed. Now, uh, hey, real quickly, just as a preview for next month's book club episode, have you read Heir to the Jedi yet? Or are you reading uh, it? No, I, I used my Audible credit on it this month. Yeah. And so I'm waiting until a little bit closer to the episode time. I'm assuming it'll be mid-month again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want it to be fresh. Okay. And it didn't look like it was very long. It was only like nine-something hours. Yeah, yeah. It's not very long at all. So, and I'm, <clears throat> Plus, I'm trying to get through the Star Wars movies again. Oh, nice. It's been a couple of years. And I turn them on, and then I wake up to the title screen going on the DVD player again. Oh. <laughs> like, crap. Oh. <laughs> Maybe tonight. Dude, I, it's so funny because when people say that, I'm like, I can't believe it's been that long. Since I, I, I have to shut down the part of the geek part of me. It's like, I can't believe you haven't watched it. Uh, because I, um, there's so much. Like, I'll put them on and just have them on as I'm doing stuff around the house and just know them forwards and backwards. See, it's, my biggest thing is like with the two jobs, it's just no. I get it. Time. No, and I then, totally get it. Yeah, and I've and I've got this this woman I live with, my wife, and she she's not a huge Star Wars fan, and so she's got shows that she's recorded. She's like, let's watch this. I have a theory that people who are not Star Wars fans were not introduced to it properly. I was not because I actually saw Empire first. We, you know, growing up, there's five kids on a teacher's salary. So right, we did, right. So we had somehow gotten a copy of Empire and mm-hmm. Jedi. Yeah. But we did not have a new hope. Right. So I actually watched Empire and Jedi quite a few times before I saw a new hope. Sure. Yeah. So I was all kinds of confused as a kid. I had no idea what was going on. Well, but the thing is, is those movies, but all those movies, even with a new hope, when you get dropped in to new hope, you're kind of getting dropped in the middle of a story, even before it ever said episode four in the crawler. You know, you're like, so we're picking up right in the middle of some action. These guys are trying to run away from the bad guys, and and you're just off to the races. You just go with whatever's on the on the screen of those yellow letters. And you're like, okay, all right, and um and and you just got to go with what you see. Um, the uh, what I do with people is is I don't answer any of those questions that I know will be... Because people will watch me like, well, isn't that so-and-so? Is this so And I won't answer any questions that will be answered later in the movies. Yeah. And um, My wife's one of those people that does that. Whereas... Her, no. <laughs> right. Where, well, whereas what I used to notice when people would try to get introduced to Star Wars is they'd be like, well, this is so-and-so, but in the books, da 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 I'm like, they don't care about the books. We're watching a movie. Yeah. And you need to let this be an experience of a movie. And when, with Empire, you know, if, if someone dropped in in the middle of Empire or, or just at Empire, and I'm like, well, this is actually the fifth in the series, you know, I'm like, well, I'll watch it with you. You know, what I would explain is, what I tell them is, whatever you read in the, in the opening bit, that's all you need to know. And and then what they if they ask questions, like, well, who's that guy? Well, he was killed in the last one. You know, Obi Wan, he's a ghost. He was killed in the last one. Uh, you know, who's this guy in black? Well, he's the real bad guy. He's the most evil man in the galaxy. So that they still kind of get that gut punch with, no, I'm your father. Yeah, and see, I you didn't. Know? I don't think I really got that because, like I said, I hadn't watched the first one. I sure. didn't know who Darth Vader was. And I didn't know who Han was, or so. Yeah. I was I was introduced improperly and unfortunately there's no time machine and I can't go back and change that. Yeah, but so. but the thing is though, my thing is is you watch those movies again and again and again. Oh yeah. Regardless of what and you figured everything out because you I were a kid. Think, I think so. Yeah, you were a kid and you could figure everything out. The, the oh, I'm talking about I'm talking about introducing adults because adults are stupid. 
<laughs> they are. And don't know how to figure fun stuff out. So, <laughs> Adults are the reason people hate on the prequels, let's be honest. So so don't start with me, Rod, about the prequels. I, I, would, I wouldn't dream of it. Don't. They were... <laughs> I mean, that's what I used to try and introduce my son to Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, for the longest time, that's how I introduced uh, people to Star Wars. I just start with um, with with episode one and go to it. So. Yeah, unfortunately, my son was a big Dragon Ball Z fan, so never really got into the Star Wars. Well, that's a whole other ball of wax. It's, I feel like that no one Kids. should ever mention Dragon Ball Z on this podcast again. That's kids. I don't. I don't know what to tell you, Steve. I will say that I've watched every episode of Dragon Ball Z because, as a parent, you try and yeah, you got to be yeah, sure. Uh, listen, I Rod, I don't hold it against you. You should. I mean, I'm a little embarrassed by it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not proud of the fact, but I mean, I don't. I don't hide stuff on this show. I, sure. I, I tell you. Yeah, you're you're open. You're honest. I hear you. And I, I mean, Jess likes Dragon Ball Z. I see that in the chat right now. Jess, I think, is actually younger than my son, too. Everybody's younger than my son. Yeah, well... Makes me feel old. <laughs> well, Rod, we are old. I know. Let's be honest. I don't like so. it. Don't <laughs> no, no, deal with it. All right. So, I got to tell you, I wanted to call in real quick and get a precursor for the Star Wars talk, because I am nervous about uh, talking the book. Oh, man, it's going to be fun. We're just going to have fun. It, it, it better be. I it, think... We're going to have to have fun with this book, because there's so much that's not fun about it. Oh, you're not a fan of this one? I, I like it okay. It's just it, it it's like someone so wrote that's a, a no. <laughs> it's like someone wrote a video game and couldn't get it the video game made, so they just wrote a book of it. I've read those books. I'm not a fan. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, we have to do this, but before we do this, we have to go on this mission to accumulate all the credits for this mission. You know that kind of thing. So, but it is you Star know, Wars. It is Star Wars and it it's um it is Luke Skywalker, and, and you know, and what's good about it, there are moments that are really good. That's the thing about it, is there are moments that are really neat, surrounded by the rest of it. And so what, what, what I'll tend to focus on are the neat moments, um, uh-huh. particularly people's view of the Jedi, as they talk about the Jedi and what they think of the Jedi. So, um, Well, I actually look forward to starting it, but like I said, it'll be probably the beginning of the month so that... It's still fresh in my mind. Like all Star Wars novels, it's very well read and well produced. They do. Audible does a lot of that, like Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. With all oh the sound gosh. effects. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. Now, is Kenobi canon? Uh, canon? I don't think so. I wish you. Did. I wish Erish were still here. Um, I think Kenobi falls under the legend stuff. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. Well, I'll let you get off because I think Jess wants to call in. And all right, ma'am. It's well past her bedtime. So yes, sir. She needs to come. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Rod. Have yep. a good night, my friend. You too. We'll see you. Bald-headed Rod, the father of the Goliverse Book Club, which you can join up by heading over to geekoutonline.com slash reads. That'll take you right into the Goodreads page, the Goliverse Goodreads page. Sign up at Goodreads. Join the book club. Vote on what books we're going to read in which months, and uh, join the discussion of the books there. So, nine one two three eight six four two nine four. Talking Revenge of the Sith and Empire Strikes Back, and uh, we'll uh, take one or two more calls if they do want to call. I, I've I've heard a rumor that Jess wants to call in, um, so we'll see if Jess is going to call in, and if not, we will wrap her up uh, on this episode. Again, an extended episode due to uh, two hours with Erish and I. 
and um, and now the call-in special. You're on the Geek Out Loud. Hello, hello. Hi, this is Jess. What's up, Jess? Nothing much. Rod's kind of right. It's getting past my bedtime. Yeah, exactly. Well, Jess is the uh, the minor of the Goldiverse. <laughs> Jess is Jess is all of our little friends. So. <laughs> Yeah, so um, actually I wanted to talk about Empire, because it was the first movie I saw in the theaters. I was seven years old. Wow. When I saw it in 97, yeah. um, my dad and my cousins took me. So now, how did how did you react to it then as a seven-year-old girl, having not... Had you ever seen Star Wars before then? I actually had, because I knew when to get up and walk out of the theater, because I knew which part was going to scare the crap out of me. Okay, all right. When... uh. Luke goes down into the cave. Yes. In Dagobah, I knew that part scared me, so I left the theater to to quote unquote use the bathroom. Sure, sure. <laughs> and then I timed it and walked back in at the right time because my dad had probably shown it to me the couple of years before that. Okay. Probably five or six when I saw it, so I knew all about it. Um, that's my first like real movie experience. <laughs> Well, that, that's an awesome that's an awesome movie to have as your first movie experience, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not it's not my favorite original trilogy, but what, still enjoy it. What is your favorite of the original trilogy? Uh, Return of Jedi. Of course, that's my favorite Star Wars movie. Period. <laughs> I love Jedi, but I love Empire. I mean, like honestly, of the original trilogy, I love all three of those movies equally, um, equally but differently. And for different reasons, uh, Empire is just to me. What was it that scared you about that uh, about the cave scene? Uh, what cuts off Vader's head? <laughs> okay, it's in the helmet. Yes, just freaked me out. I, did, I just probably didn't really understand what the heck was going on. So. I, I don't think many of us still understand what the heck's going on there. <laughs> what is going on there now? Now that you're old and wise. Jess, what what do you think's happening there? Is that just foreshadowing? Uh-huh. Is that foreshadowing the relationship? Is that foreshadowing that Luke could become that? What's going on there? I think it's probably he's worried that he'll become Vader. He doesn't. He knows that Vader is was a Jedi and turned to the dark side. So mm-hmm. he just has that little part in the back of his head that says, "Well, what could possibly happen to me?" I'll buy it. I'll, that's how I see it, but I haven't watched. I haven't watched sometimes. Yeah. Well, I'll buy it. I'll buy. It. I'll buy that it's his own fear that he may turn to the dark side. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually play into that a little bit in Jedi because when we first meet Luke, he's walking into Jabba's palace dressed in black, choking out Gamorrean guards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you, you get the sense that oh no, he could be headed down the wrong path. It. It. I, I feel like it's really well done feel like it's mm-hmm. really well done. So um, the whole story of the whole thing. Um, I, 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 I do feel like, I said this on round three, my earliest memory of going to a theater is going to see Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. And so I count that as the first movie that I ever saw in the theaters. Uh, now between Empire and Jedi, I, I was fortunate enough to, to see E.T., um, to see Superman 3, uh, you know, um, so I was a seasoned, you know, moviegoer by the time I was six years old, and 
and uh and, and Jedi came out. But um but yeah, Popeye. I got to see the Popeye movie starring Robin Williams uh in, in theaters. Um you know, before before Jedi came out, so I remember seeing Toy Story as Robin. Probably another early movie memory. Yeah, well, Toy Story came out before um, those re-releases did. Yeah, I don't remember when the like, dark movie, movie theater near my house did all the weird show movie late, like right. years late. But yeah, I haven't watched even Star Wars like where I work for like the whole week. Mm-hmm. May the fourth, they just had the movies playing on repeat. That's a that's a good day. For seven hours straight. That's a good week. That's a good week. We have all of our fun Star Wars stuff that comes in. I had tweeted the pictures of the uh, Power of the Force line. I know. The things that my one manager is like, oh, we have to punch out this little piece. And I was like, don't you touch that piece. <laughs> Leave that piece on there. Yeah, that's huge. That's like, you need to get those things graded. I mean, Yeah, that, they, that... they sold like within two days of course they did of course they did i kept hoping you were going to sneak them out for me (laughs) well those things i had money uh, extra money to spend on stuff i hear you bad place a bad place to look when you're a star wars slash movie fan i hear you buying all this stuff up I understand. I understand. Listen, it, it's a the world is a bad place to live when you're a Star Wars fan sometimes and don't have money. So yeah, I've been buying boxes of cereal to get the stupid little posters that have been in them. Is the Star Wars cereal out? No, they're like it's uh, through like Lucky Charms and Cheerios and stuff to have little like movie posters that are folded up inside of them. I the, have I've missed this. Oh my gosh! I've missed the cereal promotion. They've been in Target. I haven't oh seen them anyplace else but Target, and I think it's winding down because all that cereal, like, we're not getting as much of it in. Because I, I'm so mad that I've missed that now. <laughs> I'm looking at a, oh my Lanta. Gee whiz. I have... General meal cereal, so that would be your Cookie Crisp, your Reese's Puffs, your you mentioned Cheerios for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my! Yeah, the Cheerios actually had a special one that had all of the posters on it. Oh my gosh! And they've got all the oh, it's the cool special edition ones, and the mm-hmm. and the Drew Struzan uh, prequel. Oh my gosh! I know I have an extra one. Well, Send it your way. <laughs> Rod wants to know which one you need. Um, I have I need fifth and New Hope. Okay. Yeah, I need fifth and New Hope, and I think that's it. I can't remember. I've lost them. So three and four. Yes. Man, well, you know they're coming out with a Star Wars cereal. That's not, I did not know that. Yeah, and it's not just going to be for the episode seven. It's going to be a completely like their their plan is to leave it on the shelf, and they're going to have different boxes and stuff like that. Rod is opening one now. Oh my, Lanta, this is happening live on the show, Jess. Hold on, drum roll, please. Uh, Rod, let us know which one you got there. Let us know. He's typing in. He's typing it into me here on the Skype. I've got to go buy some cereal now. 
Oh, my Lanta. Revenge of the Sith. Jess needs it, Rod. Y'all work that out in your own time. So, you know, maybe Jess will get on the Card Trader app and trade you some good cards for your Revenge of the Sith poster. So, she, he says you... Uh, wait, wait a minute. Rod is terrible at negotiation. He says you can have it. So... <laughs> Thank you, Ron Rod. So, I will let you... I will let you handle that. So, well, Jess, thanks so much for calling in. Always good to hear from you. Go to bed, young lady. Yeah. It's way past your bedtime. Well, I don't have to be up at 4 a.m. for work, so okay. I'm well, a little bit. There you go. That's I don't have to be up at 4 a.m. either. In fact, that's something I, I hope that I can say for the rest of my life. I don't have to be up at 4 a.m. So, I wish I could say that still. Well... Maybe one day. I made it back in the, back in the day when I used to have to get up that early to be at McDonald's to open up the store. Um, I made a deal with God that if He got me out of there, <laughs> if He got me out of there, I'd never wake up before seven a.m. again. So, and I've only had to break that. I've only had to break that deal two or three times. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jess, have a great night. Thanks for calling in. Good to hear from you. Yes. Thanks for taking my call. All right. We'll see you soon. Bye bye. All right. Uh, well, ladies and gentlemen, great to hear from Jess, our young Star Wars contingent. Uh, we've heard from our older Star Wars contingent. We've heard from the contingent that hates Star Wars. So uh, we've heard from it all. Um, we have uh, we have a call put out in the chat for someone else to call in, but I, I don't know that anyone else is. I, I think that's going to wrap it up for us here on the old call-in edition of the Geek Out Loud. After Wait a minute. 808 area code. Hello, hello. Hey, Steve. It's uh, Maui Mark. I figured if you got the youngest, you might as well have the oldest. Aloha, sir. Aloha. So I'll, I'll get into my little old man voice and say, hi, kitties out there. You I, better call in soon because Steve's going to close the line. I'm really scared. That's not. That sounded more like an old lady. Oh, I'm not Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> You kind of got a doubt. You kind of got a Mrs. Doubtfire thing going, Mark. How's it oh, going, man? No. Oh, oh, oh. oh, I'm gonna have to remember that because I do a pretty good Goofy and Donald, but no, oh, well, I haven't tried uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. All right. Well, let's listen. I'll be the judge of your Goofy and Donald, sir. Please. Oh, jeez. Now I'm on the spot. Uh, goofy over a microphone. Let's try it. Um, well, oh gosh. Gosh, why is it so easy when I do it to kit for well, kids? Well, you got to quit saying gosh and go with the gosh. Oh, gosh. Shut up. Steve. <laughs> this is goofy, not Steve. This is the goofy show. All right. That's Golly. okay. That's now, a little bit too much now you, now you went gomer on us. <laughs> um, and then Donald. Donald, unfortunately, my dom gets a little bit foul sometimes. Oh, well, let's not get foul mouth. Yeah. That's... <laughs> That's a, I don't know if you understood that at all. I didn't, but it, I could tell it was a good Donald, sir. I commend yeah, you. Yeah, I was saying it's a family show. I commend you but on yeah, your Donald Duck. Quick quick uh, Star Wars on me. Um, let's see. I uh, was old enough to see the original commercials um, in Australia, of all places, when the first Star Wars came out. Wow. Empire Strikes Back. I skipped school. My dad actually approved and was with me. Nice. Uh, let's see. Um uh, Revenge of the Sith. I actually scored four tickets, so my wife, my two youngest kids, were able to go to the midnight showing of that. So, of, of both movies, gosh, it's hard because Empire was always my favorite, just because it was a cliffhanger. Right, right. 
and um, uh, Revenge of the Sith, you knew it was tying up the all the loose ends, which Jedi did a good job of too. Sure. But, um, reading most of the original novels, I knew what was going to happen before it even happened. Um, I still have to say Empire just by a, a short hair, just because um, it was the cliffhanger. Right. Right. Well, it's yeah. uh, and I and I knew that Vader was telling the truth too. Well, now, how old were you with Empire? Uh, seventeen. Okay, so yeah, you were you bought into it. You were old enough to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. Plus, my parents were both psych majors, so they're like, "Oh no, he's he's not lying." Oh, really? So they 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 yeah. they you guys talked about it, and they were like, "No, what made now? Did you get into it enough for them to say why he wasn't lying, or what led them to believe he wasn't lying?" They their viewpoint of it was that his motivation in telling him the uh, truth was to turn him faster. That uh, as as you, you know from biblical, uh, um, the greatest weapon that evil has is not just telling the truth, but that little hint of a twist. Mm-hmm. Whether you you start questioning, is it the truth or not? Right, right. And so that was their spin on it: is that yes, he is telling the truth, but there's more to the story here. Mm. I see. Now, I think that's an astute observation. It's something that, as I've gotten older, I've come to understand that, of course, that's why he was telling me he was his father, so that he yeah. would, so that he would be more prone to join him, and and over, and he even says, "Join me. We can over, we can we can end this destructive conflict and bring order to the galaxy." Vader was exactly. trying. And Vader, I like how they spun that several different versions throughout the different uh, genres. Yes, indeed. Like. Well, what and what I like is that Vader, Anakin, even we see it in Attack of the Clones when he's talking to Padme, he's all about order. He doesn't like the right. the, the him hawing around of the Senate. He doesn't like that things get tied up in the bureaucracy. He just wants order to come and be there, and, um, and he wants a leader. Yeah, and if someone needs to make him, th- then someone will. And, right. and, and they, I think they did that in uh, on oh, no, almost a revenge um, Clone Wars too. Yes. When they had uh, the Mortis trilogy. Yep. Yep. And it was all about, and that's what appealed to him was the order. In fact, when, when Palpatine turns him and he says, once more the Sith will rule the galaxy and we'll have peace. He knew mm-hmm. what he was appealing to there with Darth Vader at that point. He was appealing to Vader's sense of order and wanting order. And so when when right. when Vader tells Luke, that's that's what the whole thing about the rebellion is. He's like, why can't these people just fall in line and and just obey because things will be easier for them and things will be easier for the whole galaxy um exactly you know and that that was the probably the biggest reason why he um uh palpatine needed uh qui-gon jinn out of the uh, way because he was all about the feel of the force not the uh regimental aspects of it right right and and when and when vader is facing luke what he doesn't realize is this is a kid who's not about order. He's about freedom. Yeah, and, in a and, way, almost rebellion. Yeah, and freedom can be messy. Mm-hmm. You know, And something that we've learned over the years of having our kids is that children don't rebel against the parents. They rebel against the relationship. Mm. So, in a way, Luke wasn't rebelling against Vader from the structured standpoint. He was rebelling against the relationship that Vader wanted. Hmm. Well, well now I know, different twist on it. Well, now we're getting into some territory that's quite interesting, sir. 
now now we're picking apart the psychology of Star Wars, and we may be oh, here. That, that, there's there, there's where that uh, age and <laughs> knowledge comes in. Now, now, now we now we're going to begin getting into about another hour's worth of calls. So stay on the line there, Maui. I know it's I know it's a lot earlier for you than it is for me. So <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, six minutes to ten. Well, there. You... Or no, ten, ten to six. Ten to six. Oh, I was going to say it's. There's no way that you're in mountain time already. You're not in the mountain time well, zone, Mark. <laughs> as somebody probably already thought and is about to chat it, well, he is in Maui, and they do have Wowie. That, well, there you go. So, well, that's, uh, that's, that's, I've never thought about that, the rebelling against the relationship, uh, you know, and, and the relationship that Vader wanted to have. I've never thought about that. That's a, that's a unique perspective and a unique idea. Oh, cool. So... Well, dude, thanks for sharing your experience because you you really are the elder who has called in on this yeah. thing. You know, I, yeah, the, we were debating about that in the chat room. Well, for the longest time, I thought Scott Rifen was the old man, was the old oh, man wow. Star Wars fan. So, well, uh, if he has four grandchildren, then he tops me. No, you've no, you've taken the cake, sir. No, because because oh, okay. I don't think Scott was. Scott just was talking. He was ten when uh, when Empire came out. Is what he said earlier. When he was uh, on, so okay. yeah, so there you go. Well, Maui, we we all defer to your wisdom, sir, and we respect your eldership. All right. Well, I will talk to you at some point soon, and hopefully, I can put enough money together to get you some uh, Patreon support. But man, it is been hey, tight. I totally understand, sir, and I just appreciate you listening. Oh, I know you do. So yeah, I really do, and I just appreciate you listening and being a part of the Goldiverse, man, more yeah. than anything else. Oh. So. Yeah, any Amazon purchases, we're always doing it through you. Well, there. You, well, I do appreciate that. That helps more than you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, All th- right. Thanks well, a you lot, have a man. Very good morning. You have you have a great night. All right. Thanks. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye. And from the uh, from the shores of Hawaii, our good friend Maui Mark from the chat. I'm so glad to hear from him. So that wraps us up for good tonight. Those of you join us live at the chat, Mixer.com slash Goalaverse. Those of you listening via the podcast, come do this thing with us, man. Watch the Twitter, at Goalaverse. That's where you'll see uh, when we're doing the live shows and that sort of thing. Also, um, well, by George. Wait a minute. I'm going to do this. I'm very unprofessional. One final caller from the 240. Hello, hello. 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 Was this Steve Glossin? That last time I checked. You you with me, man? You're breaking up a little bit. Turn. You got to turn your radio down. I turned it down. Okay. How, turn, my, turn the radio off. Turn the. Can you hear me better? You're a little muffled, man. Uh, how about now? That is so much better. All right. Sorry about that. No problem. Who am I talking to? This is Chocolate Thunder. Not the Chocolate Thunder. Yeah. First, um, first time calling. I just wanted to interrupt you closing shop. Well, you well know. You, and you did. You did. Well, then I accomplished my job. My job. You mm. did. You did, Chocolate. So so what's are you talking some Sith? You talking some Empire? You talking some both? What you talking? Um... I want to talk some Sith. Okay. Sith was the uh, the first movie, the first Star Wars movie that I saw in theaters. Oh, yeah? How old were um, you? You know, I'm around like 21, so how, I'm a youngin'. 
Well, I'm saying, how old were you? So, how old would that have put you? So, you were 11 years old. Yeah, I was about 11 years old, sixth okay. grade, end okay. of sixth grade. Yeah, man. And did you love it? Where'd you go? We lost the. Can thumb. you hear me? Well, you, you you disappeared for a minute. I said, did you love it? Oh, oh man, so much. Back as so, 11 year old chocolate. Were you right. were, were you um, were you chocolate thunder then, or were you just chocolate rain? I guess yeah, probably around chocolate rain. Okay, maybe maybe chocolate cloudy day. <laughs> chocolate. Okay, all right. Chocolate clouds rolling in. So. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's a day like I remember really vividly. I'm, uh, my parents used to do youth ministry, oh, cool. and uh, they brought a whole bunch of their youth kids to yes. the local movie theater. Yep. And uh, I went with one of my best friends, and you know he was super crazy about it because um, he was a big Star Wars kid back in the day mm-hmm. and i was kind of like just kind of there on the fringes and uh now he's all like i hate the prequels but i was like i remember when he went to go see sith you loved it he's like no, no that never happened so oh dude there are so few people who walked out of the prequels and immediately were disappointed it's like everyone went home and got on the internet and decided they hated him right i didn't even realize people disliked the movies until like 2008 or 2009 when I started listening to some podcasts and people yep. were all like, ah, the prequels sucked. And I was like, what? Yep. No one told me. Yep. They're awesome. I had the same experience with Ewoks. I didn't know people hated the Ewoks until I got online. Until I found the internet. Right. <laughs> so, like 10, 20 years later? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the internet the internet breaks your heart, man, every time you turn around. That's all the internet's good it for does. these days is breaking your heart. Unless you're there. Well, you I pre- make my heart all warm and fuzzy. Well, I appreciate that. It's kind of an uncomfortable statement, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. If, if I'm making you uncomfortable, then I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Chocolate, I don't feel like we know each other that well, sir. <laughs> we don't, but you, you, I feel like you, you need more uh, color in your, your group of calling people. Hey, and I agree. I completely agree. I will let you, I'm glad to let you be the Lando of the Goliverse, sir. Oh, oh. What have we here? Hello, what have we here? I I'm actually you. looking at my, my calendar with the Lando on it for May. Oh yeah, is that now have you got the uh the monthly calendar or the day calendar rocking? Monthly calendar. Okay. So Lando Lando is May. I don't have I need to start I used to get like every year make sure I had a Star Wars calendar. And and I just stopped doing that for some reason. So yeah, my mom always gets me some fun for Christmas. So yep, yep. that's you. That's like I, tradition now. I guess it's that's when I would go. Is we'd be Christmas shopping or something. There would always be that little calendar kiosk in the mall, and I would just flip through and find a Star Wars one to go hang on my wall, and nice, uh, nice. and be ready to go for the next year. So I need to uh, I need to get back on that. That's a that's a tradition I need to reinstate here. In the uh, in the Goliverse Studios slash Star Wars room, so, um, so did now did this spark your fan? So Revenge of the Sith kind of sparked your Star Wars fandom. Well, I've kind of been like in the Star Wars. Sure. Probably I didn't see, I hadn't seen any Star Wars movies when Attack of the Clones came out. Right. And between then, when Attack of the Clones came out in theaters to when Revenge of the Sith came out, I had watched all the movies. Oh, nice. Um, because my parents were like, oh, you're old enough now. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, some sweet. So um, so I was kind of into it, but I wasn't like a super fan. Like, I'd play with lightsabers my sister. Right. Um, but other than that, like, I was just kind of like that general, casual, everyday fan. It wasn't until I listened to uh, 
uh, Jason and Jimmy that I really got into it when I started watching the Clone Wars. I was like, I'm gonna I want to listen to something to supplement this, and I didn't really know what a podcast was, but right. when I found them, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, they they're the best, man. They're the best out there right now. And then they and they then they were the ones who uh, turned me on to you, and their yeah. whole thing is great. So um, I'm and I'm glad I'm glad they did. Uh, listen, man, that. There have been the, the Jason and Jimmy Mac are are the reasons probably some of the bigger reasons I'm still going because uh, because there's been so much they've done for me to to drive listeners to this show so and and uh, and I'm glad you're one of them yeah man so yeah uh, between you guys you and Jason and Jimmy uh, you guys got me through high school so well dang yeah. that's that's uh. And that's a feat in and of itself, chocolate. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. I, listen, I I wish I'd have had podcasts to get me through high school. That would have it been. Helps. The, yeah, yeah. That would have been that would have been the thing because I'm telling you, when I was in high school, I I didn't know that people still knew Star Wars existed. If I ever right, no, same thing. Same thing kind of happened around here. Like I'm like, oh man, Star Wars is the best, and people are like. But that movie series ended like four or five years ago, and I'm like, yeah, but you know, people still talk about it every week, and they're like, who talks for Star Wars for about two hours a week? Like, how do you listen to that? So, well, that if it's good, you can listen to it. So, right, I, I know we've got uh, in the chat, Carissa, or she was in the chat tonight. She's she's going to bed. So, oh no, she's still there. Carissa emailed in a long time ago, and she's like, a lot of times I don't know what you're talking about, but I just enjoy the show. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. That's cool. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, well, man, thanks for calling in and interrupting the closeout. You're welcome. Oh. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a great way to, uh, to 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 call in for the first time. Well, I'm glad that I, I did. All right, man. Well, have a good night, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have uh, a good one. All right. The Lando Calrissian of the Goliverse. Hello, what have we here? So. Uh, anyhow, back to back to what we were saying. If you're not listening live, you need to be. Head over to geekoutonline.com uh, and geekoutpodcast.com, and uh, you can see the links to the Mixler, which is mixler.com slash Goloverse. Follow us on Twitter at Goloverse, at GeekOutLoud. I'm at Steve Glosson. Of course, as we've already said, Erish Schernevis is at Darth underscore Duff on Twitter. We'd love to uh, have you follow us, and if you follow at Goloverse, you'll see... Uh, every day when we're going live. It'll be posted there on the Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash geekoutloud. And, of course, the email is geekoutonline at gmail.com, geekoutonline at gmail.com. Thanks for using the Amazon links to do your Amazon shopping at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. Those links are there. Also at geekoutonline.com, there's a link to Entertainment Earth uh, to the Retro Reaction Figures. I put that up there because I love those things. I think they're amazing, and uh, whenever you do any shopping uh, at Entertainment Earth, if you do, uh, use that link at geekoutonline.com, and um, they've got all kinds of cool collectibles there. If you're into the collecting, that's the place to do it. Thanks to Audible.com. Over 150,000 titles to choose from. Pick yours up with a free 30-day trial and a free audiobook of your choice by heading to audibletrial.com slash geekout, audibletrial.com slash geekout. It's always fun talking to wars, and it's always fun talking to you guys. Until next time, 
for the aforementioned Air Schoenweiss. And for everyone who's called in, I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud.